The following program is paid programming. The views expressed on the following program are those of its hosts and participants, and nowhere reflect those of the ownership, staff, or advertisers of WNRI. The pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. On this uh, sunny Tuesday, and it is March 16th, tomorrow is St. Patrick's Day, and uh, Friday is St. Joseph's Day. Folks, let's remind you about our friends at K's. That's right. Stop in a great meal. Or takeout is waiting for you at K's. Right there on Cass Ave. Across from CBS, you can call them at 762-9675, 762-9675. They have indoor dining, uh, heated outdoor seating. Uh, just the other day, they had delicious baked haddock, baked stuffed shrimp, uh, prime rib of beef, Cajun shrimp, Caesar salad. Folks, the crowd is waiting for you, and a lot more waiting for you. But St. Patrick's Day, baked stuffed sole, Cajun salmon. Homemade crab cakes, baked stuffed mushrooms. David John, they've done such a, a great job. Seafood salad roll, baked haddock. Stop in and see them at K's. So, um, folks, good afternoon again. I want to um, thank, if you missed it, we had on uh, Representative Patricia Morgan last hour. And what she's talking about right now, I just can't, I just can't stress enough how important the voting situation is. Now, I know that. That people are talking about line item veto. And that is important. But I would argue the voting legislation, there's just nothing more important than the voting legislation. Because if the vote is not straightened out, if we don't have fair, accurate, integrity elections, there's nowhere to go. So wherever you can hear my voice. Now, right now, it's 108 in the Ocean State. Maybe you're in your car on 146. Or 95, and you've stumbled upon 99.9 FM, hello, or AM 1380, although many people, remember, you can always listen online at the website, dipetro.com. I, I, I also understand it's, it's not like the sexiest issue, and I know that you go back a couple months ago, and everyone was very wound up <clears throat> about the stop the steal. Well, if something isn't done about election laws in Rhode Island, Massachusetts has its own challenges. Massachusetts has its own challenges, and New Hampshire really needs to tighten up. But I'm just going to say Rhode Island right now. If something isn't done, you know, don't don't say you weren't warned. I I recognize, like I said, there's there's other things, right? Like there's Barbara Ann Fenton Fung, Mayor Fung's wife, B.A., who we like, she's up there and she's pushing for term limits. And I like that. That's a good issue. But it's not the most important issue. Ken Block is once again, wants Rhode Island to join 44 other states with line item veto, would give the governor line item veto. And that's a very important. It takes, there's way too much power. In the Speaker of the House. Was Mattiello. Now it's someone a lot of people don't know, but it's Joe Sicacci. So keep a very low profile. I like him. I know him. I respect him. 
Line item veto is important, but it's not the, the most important issue is the voting. And I also recognize, you know, many of you don't spend time in Providence. And because of my job, and, and I feel my job is to go wherever the news is. I'm not like the cackle or pork boy that are just lazy and never go anywhere or do anything, right? And just sit and they, they're watching the same news that you're watching. They talk to the same people and they, they watch the same story in Channel 12. They read the same story in the Providence Journal if they even do that. And then they just, I don't know what they do. They don't even like give opinion. <clears throat> but as many of you know, I, Juan likes, I like to go, you know, Beaver Brown used to have a song. I want to go where the action is. And I, maybe I'll play that actually. But I, my, my point is, that's how you really find out what's going on. And um, when I go into Providence, I was in Providence on Saturday. And I used to live in Providence off Truckstone Avenue uh, between Truckstone and Academy. I've lived in Providence, let me think. Well, I, I used to live at Rhode Island College, but then I lived off of uh, Chalkstone and Academy. And then at one point, I even lived on the east side. So right off Blackstone Boulevard. But my point is sticking with the area where I went um, through over near Manton Avenue on Saturday. I actually went there to get my tank filled. I want to remind you. I, I don't mind. I drive over to see him because he's the, the guy's just the greatest and he's a legend. And um, I've gotten to know him. And, and I'd like everyone, when you need your propane tank filled, I would love if you do what I do. It's worth a little bit of an extra ride. But uh, go see our friend Phil Johnson at Johnson Propane. He's right in front. He's uh, 904 Manton Avenue, right across where Doris Vending used to be. Remember Doris Vending? David Ede, he was big during Plunderdome, right there on Manton Avenue. It's the back Rhode Island College, and right next to the Wendy's in front of the Stop and Shop, you'll see Johnson Propane. Phil's been there since 1971. Mayor Dorley cut the ribbon on the place, and he has every he has propane tanks and supplies. All credit cards are accepted. He's got the big tanks. He's got the small tanks. If you're a, a restaurant and you have outdoor seating and you need to... You know, the, the heater lamps, go to Johnson Propane. He'll refill your Blue Rhino tanks. Most places don't. But my point is, when I was there on Saturday and I was riding around over near Triggs, but people, I, don't, I don't think people realize, like, all of those houses you see off Manton Avenue, off Academy, over near PC, off of Smith Street, they, the amount of votes that they pull out of that area would, would blow your mind. And I'm not saying it's legitimate. And who's to say? The way our system is set up, you know, you look at some of those streets over near Triggs, Triggs Golf Course, okay? And then when you're off of Manton and then you're going up towards Truckstone, all of those, you know, triple deckers and everything, you know, if they have 10 people living on the first floor, and there's eight people living on the second floor. How about like that house that caught on fire? There were 14 people. 14 people were living between whatever it was, like three floors. They had people with mattresses in the basement. I think it was even more than that, maybe. My point is, folks, the campaigns, they're pulling votes out of those places. Huge. Do you know how many votes are out of there? You know how hard it is to get that many votes on a single street? I had an operative who was giving me info at one point, and then he's going dark on me. But, but he was saying, you know, he can pull more votes 
out of one street in some of those areas of Providence. One street, all triple, triple deckers. None of these people are citizens, by the way. None of them should be registered to vote. He said he could pull more votes. One street in Providence would be the equivalent of 10 streets in Cranston. 10. You'd have to go to 10 streets in Cranston to get what he pulls out of one street in Providence. Folks, unless that's combated, you will never see, you'll never see a Republican attorney general. You'll see, you'll never see a Republican governor. Senator Reid, Senator Whitehouse, they're in office for life. Cicilline, forget about it. You will never see a Republican secretary of state unless this is, they go after it. The voting, when you have 300,000 extra names on the voting list, what do you think that's there for? <laughs> Bloated voting list. You know, there was a story of, um, and again, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro, 114 on this Tuesday on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Um, I, I like hearing stories about like old Rhode Island. And there was a promoter. I won't say who it was, but when the... When the Civic Center opened in the 70s, you know, and like people don't realize, but rock and roll was still, you know, the rock and roll tours and the promoters and, you know, they were all still like kind of in its infancy a little bit, you know, and the, the arena tours and and some of those acts that would play. Hey, 74, 75, think about the Civic Center. You didn't have arenas that big, not inside. And then some of the big arenas, Boston, you know, you had like the Boston Garden, but Civic Center at its time, 12, 13,000 people. So anyhow, but you, you had promoters. There was a promoter that used to do a lot of promotions at concerts at the Civic Center. And they had a room, room full of broken chairs, a room full of broken chairs hidden away somewhere there. And we're on like racks and carts. And they were all, they were broken, broken chairs. And what they would do was after a concert, and it was all still new, you know, and the promoters backstage with like, pick someone, Aerosmith or Jay Giles, or, you know, I'm talking like mid 70s, early 70s, the way I was being told the story. But you have some of these acts that are playing there. And um, I'm not, I don't know all the bands, but. And what they would do is they, they would then go out and they would start throwing the broken chairs around on the floor at the Civic Center. And so the promoter is, you know, excited and they just had a great show and da-da-da and, you know, good walk-up. And they did an encore and now they're backstage and they're, you know, drinking with the band and they're doing lines of coke and everything's, everybody's partying. And then they're going to head over to the Biltmore and the party's going to continue. And then it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You gotta pay for the, you gotta pay for the broken chairs. The guy's like, what? He's like, yeah, the crowd you had. Yeah, look, count them, and they would count. Like, holy cow, what happened? Apparently, the crowd broke. You know, three hundred chairs. People were standing on them. People, there was a fight. People were throwing whatever. So now the promoter has to pay <laughs> for three hundred broken chairs. Well. You know, that was done like time in and time out. It was just absolute organized fraud. And then people that were like a little more skilled, and then you get someone like Frank J. Russo comes in. It was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, time out. I'm not falling for this. So you could have staff or you'd have people that like they knew when they had a pigeon and then they knew when they didn't have a pigeon. 
But I want to reiterate, folks, this situation with the voting, uh, I, I, unless it is brought under control, it, it's not it's not to me, it's not an important issue for what's left of the Rhode Island Republican Party. It's the only issue. It's the only issue. What else matters? If you can't get people elected and have a fair election, you're out of business. What People ask me, who do you think should run for governor? What's the point? Don't you understand they have fraudulent voting lists? How confident are they? Well, Nellie Gobi's chief of staff is running for mayor of Providence. You know why? The, the election is next year. It's like having the test answers. He feels he's got the voting list. He's got the list of all these different names in Providence. And not everyone has the names, but he's got the names. And he'll go around with his staff and have them fill out or have somebody fill out these blanking mail ballots. How confident is he? He's running for mayor of Providence. That's how confident he is. How confident is Nellie Gobia, the secretary of state, who withholds the voting list, who lets anyone register to vote? <coughs> she is. Uh, she turned down Dan McKee to be his lieutenant governor. And she said, no, no, I'm going to run for governor next September. There will be a Democrat primary. So why is Secretary of State Nellie Gobia? Why is she so confident about running for governor? Because she's got the list. They have what they think is the magic ticket. It's like taking a test and you have the answers. That's what they think they have. And that needs to be eliminated. Nellie Gobia, she wants voting to start a month earlier. What happened to election day? Keep in mind, Amazon recently, you know, the unions are trying to get an Amazon. They want to unionize the workers for Amazon. And they want to do mail ballots for the vote. And what did Jeff Bezos of Amazon? Oh, no, no, you're not doing the mail ballots because there's too much. Ready? What was the quote? There's too much fraud involved with that. (laughs) Well, if there's too much fraud involved with mail ballots... For Amazon, why are we having elections that have them? And as Rep. Morgan, and I give her credit, mentioned, no longer do they want them notarized. See, they already went to the step where they'd have a campaign person also be a notary. Campaigns, whatever you're doing right now. And I get it. I get it's not it's, it's not like the sexiest thing. But it's important. It's, it, it, you know, if you're a homeowner. You are a business owner. You know sometimes there are things that they're not like the most exciting thing. Buying a new car is exciting. Putting it in a new sewer system is not that exciting, but you got to have it, right? There's certain things you got to do, structural things and things like that. It's the same thing with like the roads. It's Everyone wants to build a brand new building. Nobody wants to do like road maintenance because it's, as they say, it's like not that sexy, but it's wildly important. And this voting situation, I mean, what is the point? What is the point? Like, people are asking me, well, who do you think? It doesn't matter. Different jockey on a dead horse doesn't matter. They're going to lose. How confident are these people voting a month out with unnotarized mail ballots? That's your idea. That's their idea of an election. Like, are you kidding me? Impossible. Folks, there was fraud when you had to notarize the mail ballots, you know, what? like I said, people rob banks and they still have security cameras and security guards and everything else. 
What if you took out the cameras? What if you removed the locks from the bank? Do you think anyone would be robbing the banks? Like, this is just lunacy. Oh, well, you know, with the pandemic and blah, blah, blah. All right. I, I have great, great sound I want to play you because uh, I just haven't heard anyone that is this much of a nitwit as this person that I'm going to play for you. That, again, it's on the show, The View. I don't watch that. But, um, but folks, I want to remind you about R.E. Coogan and Heating. Coogie, I just love the guy. Call him, 401-732-6562. R.E. Coogan Heating. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable, plumbing, heating, and cooling, residential services, winter to summer, trained technicians provide 100% service one customer at a time for your plumbing, for your heating, for your cooling. It's recooganheating.com, recooganheating.com, or call them at 401-732-6562. They're in Warwick, R.E. Coogan and Heating, and they're also on Facebook. So I'm not that familiar with this particular individual, but she's on that show, The View. And there's, um, as I've told you, race is continuing to dominate uh, two weeks ago on Sunday night, a lot of people, maybe not everyone listening to me, but a lot of people watched as Prince Harry did now that historic, famous interview with Meghan Markle. And a lot of people reacted about Piers Morgan saying, you know, he's white. Piers Morgan is white. And. He doesn't really have he doesn't have the right to criticize Meghan Markle, who's a woman of color. Meghan, he doesn't have the right. It doesn't matter whether she's right or wrong. Even if he just wants to say, I think she's a jerk. He doesn't have the right to say that. If he does, that's he's a white supremacist. He's a racist. And that's white privilege. And there's still fallout from this. But this is another level. Sonny Hostin. Sonny Hostin is this person that's on The View, and I don't know that much about her, but she's on this show, and she's got some fans. And see, the problem with, let me just, um, so New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is obviously, and rightfully so, been under fire and under attack. But he's a Democrat, and they are based in New York. And she says, you know, why is the media ignoring these other governors? Now, the real message here is that the women that are complaining about Governor Cuomo are all white. And actually, they're young white females. And as someone like this would say, they enjoy, quote, white privilege. So if this were women of color complaining, it'd be a different story. Um. I saw someone put out on Twitter, anyone that saw, the Grammys had record low ratings of viewers, and I'm glad. I didn't even bother. I can't even, I I used to watch that. I can't even watch it anymore. And of course, a a lot of talk was about these two female rappers and what they were doing. And it was basically like pornography and this other stuff. And and you wonder, how are people going to defend that? And then I saw some people, this woman on Twitter, who's like a huge progressive lib, and was saying, isn't it terrible how the men that control the business expected those women to go out there and do that? (laughs) As if they didn't do it on their own. They were forced to do it. 
See, there's never any responsibility or accountability with this crowd. But I just want you to listen to this because Andrew Cuomo has has two controversies he's dealing with right now. The mayor of New York. Excuse me, governor of New York. And controversy number one has to do with the, the nursing homes. They purposely, purposely misled people on deaths in nursing homes in New York. Where at the time Joe Biden said that's the he's the gold standard he's a hero he wrote a book blah 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 these people fawning over him the second thing are all these people going forward and basically he throws his power around he's a bully uh, you know saying to these young girls he's 60, 63, saying to these twenty four year old girls you know I mean it's like cliche you ever do it with an older guy you know like that type of thing I mean it's just pathetic but anyhow so he's under fire. And then a New York Magazine article came out that has, like, all these people saying he's a bully to deal with and touches people, goes up, and he just feels he can go into a wedding. He doesn't even know anyone. He goes over, he puts the hands all over, like, hey, you know, you want to kiss me? I'm the governor, the love gov, and all this other stuff. So you wonder how, now listen to this. Again, I don't know where Sonny Hostin says, hey, wait a minute, all this focus and all these people, Chuck Schumer, AOC, um, Jerry Nadler, all these big New York Democrats saying the governor needs to resign. Hold on a minute. What about some of these Republican? I, I can't believe the take you're about to hear. This, this is I, I cannot believe this person has a platform of ABC television. But here it is. This Sonny Hostin. You know, I, I just think it's interesting that uh, we're talking every week, uh, feels like practically every day, uh, about Cuomo um, and asking him to step down and asking him to resign without truly due process, uh, without investigations, which are ongoing, um, having been held, yet we're not talking at all uh, about... Uh, Stop the tape just for a moment. Now, these are talking points. These are talking points. So someone connected with Cuomo kind of got a hold of her. So this is talking points. And the only thing about this, folks, is the person you're listening to never hesitated to go after President Trump. Really didn't even care what the truth was. Certainly didn't hesitate on uh, Brett Kavanaugh. None. Zero. Does it, they don't want to hear anything. Guilty. Accusation means guilty. That's, that's their attitude. All right. Let it continue. Governor DeSantis uh, in Florida. We're not talking about uh, Governor Abbott, I believe, in Texas. Uh, we're not talking about the South Dakota governor. We're not talking about any of those governors in states that uh, I think it's alleged in uh, Florida that DeSantis has hidden numbers uh, of, of the, the, the deaths there. Um, now, that's not, that's not on, proven. On, on Governor that's not proven. Why, why are we? Why do we want to talk about? Notice the way she says "death Santis." Well, why do we want to talk about it if if you're not even sure of it? This is someone that can't differentiate the difference of what. Why are we talking about Cuomo? What about these other governor? What? Well, because in Florida and Texas, and I forget who's the other person. They're not. No one's asking them to resign. There's no controversy with nursing homes. There's someone that clearly doesn't understand the role of the media. Yeah, the story's been building on Cuomo. That's why it seems, yeah, it seems odd. We've been talking about this now for a couple of weeks. Yes, it's been more people have come forward on it. She's like mystified, Death Santis. 
You mean the guy that's considered right now, like there's been no bigger winner during the pandemic than Florida. There, the, the, thousands of people are moving there every day. And, and the, the, the two states that are losing the most people to Florida are New Jersey and New York. Yeah, I don't. Why are we? Uh, why are we talking about and Governor Abbott? Yeah, why are we? Uh, listen to her. Oh, and and I think as members of the media, um, we need to we need to examine that and uh, examine why uh, th- that is happening. And um, I'm, I'm I'm just surprised that uh, that it just continues and continues and, and continues. There should be that kind of coverage across the board. Stop for the tape for a moment. The reason, let me explain how, now again, I don't know this woman's background. Clearly doesn't know how news develops, how story develops. The reason it continues is because the story keeps furthering. They call it you further a story. A new person comes forward. Another person comes forward. A photograph emerges. Another person comes forward. That, yeah, we uh, keep talking. About, it's not the same thing over and over. They're talking about it because the story keeps furthering and developing. It started with one. I think, I don't even know how many we're up to now. Seven. Used to call that a conga line. And uh, we need to, uh, she has no idea what she's talking about. This is someone, let me be very clear. She actually has no idea how news develops. I don't know how she got on the view. I don't even know what her views are. She's obviously not plugged in. She's obviously not a journalist or member of the media. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, why, why are we talking about these other guys? So she can't see the difference between New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, who emerged as, you know, his press conferences carried all the networks, uh, certainly on cable television, seen as a hero, the way to do it. Can't see why that, you know, I don't know. Uh, I don't get why this is news. All right, let's continue. And there are important issues to, to be talking about. We know that there's the coronavirus is surging uh, in Europe, and we are typically just a few weeks behind it. We know that states like Florida and Texas have lifted the mandate. Stop uh, the tape the for a moment. This, her name is Sunny Hostin. Are, are you aware that you can talk about that? Now, the view, whoever picks the topic, because I can assure you this person does not pick the topic. Someone that runs the view is picking the topic and saying, here's what we're going to talk about. They are, they are absolutely free to talk about those topics. Your argument should not be with the rest of the media. Your argument should be with the people you work with on the show. They're, certainly do that as a topic. See if people care. Uh, our first topic we're going to tackle, whoopee, is that it's surging Italy, in Italy. Okay, where are you going to go from there? The people at The View say, well, no, we're going to use this segment to talk about New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. Yeah, why are we, uh, why are we talking about this? <laughs> Let it continue. He's there. We know that people are rushing uh, uh, establishments in Florida, in Texas, South Dakota. People are dying all over the country. Yet we're, we're asking just Governor Cuomo to, to step down, and we're questioning his governance and questioning whether or not he can govern. Um, and and it, it seems to me that the same rule should apply across the board. Does anyone have any idea what she's talking about? Yeah, Whoopi. Whoopi doesn't even want to address it. Yeah, on that note. We'll be right back. 
So, so let me see if I understand this correctly. Right now, there is a recall on the governor of California, Governor uh, Gavin Newsom. There's a recall on him. People in California are upset the way he's handled the pandemic. So if this person, this Sonny Hostin from The View, worked in the media in California, she'd say, well, uh, I think we should be talking about uh, Governor DeSantis in Florida. Or we should be talking about uh, the governor of, uh, of Texas. And, um, you know, we shouldn't just be talking about Governor Newsom. We should be talking about those Republican. Go- Does, what, like, what, what are you talking about? They're not under a recall right now. No one's demanding they step down. There's two governors that are under real attack right now. One is the governor of New York, and then the other one is, as I mentioned, is Governor Cuomo. Governor Cuomo and Governor Newsom. Newsom in California has the recall. Cuomo has all these other problems. I uh, Let me just play it again, folks. Just the beginning. Sonny Hostin complains. Only Andrew Cuomo is being asked to resign. Other governors are bad. South Dakota. God love the people that want to live there, for crying out loud. That's not on my list of places to live or visit. Yeah, I think the governor of South Dakota ought to resign. Why? Well, because people are attacking Cuomo. Isn't it? You know, I I just think it's interesting that uh, we're talking every week, uh, feels like practically every day, uh, about Cuomo um, and asking him to step down and asking him to resign without truly due process, uh, without investigations, which are ongoing, um, having been held, yet we're not talking at all uh, about uh, Governor Death Santis uh, in Florida. We're not talking about uh, Governor Abbott, I believe, what? in Texas. Uh, we're not talking about? about the South Dakota governor. We're not talking about any of those governors in states that uh, I think it's alleged in uh, Florida Led. that DeSantis has hidden numbers uh, Haven't of, heard of that. The, the, the deaths there. Um, Haven't heard uh, that. You know, we're, we're, we're not talking about those issues, um, but we're, we're only focused, hyper-focused at, the, at this point on, um, on Governor Cuomo. And, and I think as members of the media, um, we, need to, we need to examine that and uh, examine why. Uh, that is happening. Gee, I don't know. You're based in New York. It's on the front page of the paper. It's leading the nightly newscast. Why are we, why are we, you know, it was kind of like that line of, what am I to make of this fierce poet? Why are we discussing this? The fact that this person actually has this platform is, is pathetic. And she doesn't deserve it. They need to, that is someone to me, and again, folks, good afternoon right now at 137 on this Tuesday. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Don't forget at DePietro.com, which is sponsored by Allstate Lock, experts in locking systems and building security. Call them today, 401 401- Three four nine zero zero four two. Security cameras, car keys, residential, commercial. Protect yourself. Protect your family. 
allstatelock.com or call them 401-349-0042. And again, if you go to petro.com, you can uh, link right through. Um, that is someone, as I said, um, it, you know, she just uh, they, they don't understand what news is. And I, by the way, I run into this all the time. There are people that don't understand what news is. They don't understand why certain stories are news, other stories are not news. I deal with this all the time. I deal with people that say, hey, how come you're not talking about that? Well, because there's no new news on that. Stories have to, you know, develop, be furthered, continue. Otherwise, sometimes they just run out of steam. Has nothing to do with whether or not people want to talk about it. The situation with Governor Cuomo is it just kept building. (coughs) Then suddenly the New York Times broke the story. Then the New York Times broke another story. Then people were reacting to the story. I've just never heard. I shouldn't say never. It's been a while. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that this person, Sonny Hostin, is, is actually allowed to be on, that's a national show, The View, and seemingly doesn't understand, I, I, and listen, this has, this has nothing to do with race or gender, doesn't understand how news works. And I get that. A lot of people don't. There were people, you know, will say to me, how come you're not talking about the election anymore? Well, it happened in November. There's been nothing new. There has to be something new. There was something new with the Washington Post had to do a uh, retraction with President Trump. But as far as that, stories can run out of oxygen. There's nothing new about it. It just kind of sits there a little bit. Now, I want to play another uh, cut of um, from The View. I, I can't stand her, that Meghan McCain. And by the way, her husband is the one that was on Fox Business that was calling uh, President Biden senile. I thought that was in really poor taste. He seems, you know, I'm not a fan of hers. And she doesn't have to answer that it's his husband. Those are his words. But um, to say that he has dementia or senile uh, or Alzheimer's, I I found that really um, in poor taste. And they're laughing along and... And there's no there's no evidence of that. There just isn't. I mean, I, I would describe President Biden as he's frail. He's older. Uh, I wouldn't say he's not 100 percent, but I, I thought that was in really poor taste. But, folks, I want to remind you on this Tuesday, if you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Front Auto Body 401-272-3340, 401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Again, did someone hit your car or do you work with someone or a family member that was in an accident? Call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Call Kenny. They'll repair your vehicle. They'll do it right. They'll do it right the first time. West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Let me see this. Megan McCain just... Knows just who to blame for Republican vaccine hesitancy, Kamala Harris. So let me hear, um, this is her from The View, apparently. Last night, 
I'm happy to get a vaccine live on the show. Uh, I, I do trust science. I trust doctors. And quite frankly, I'd let them put an iPod Nano between my shoulder blades if it means I can get drunk at Caesar's Palace again. So I'll do whatever anybody wants, oh, but I do God. trust the doctors. However, I want to show a clip to explain why it's happening with Republicans. Let's just say there's a vaccine that is approved and even distributed before the election. Would you get it? Well, I think that's going to be an issue for all of us. Um, I will say that I would not trust Donald Trump. And it would have to be a credible source of information that talks about the, um, the efficacy and the, and the reliability of whatever he's talking about. I will not take his word for it. Skepticism about the vaccine under the Trump administration. A lot of Republicans I know are expressing skepticism about the vaccine under the Biden administration, which is why this has been so dangerous that this has become so politicized. Both sides are equally responsible for this, but the media really lauded her at the time when she said that, and and she didn't get nearly as much pushback. We had people like Andrew Cuomo saying he wouldn't trust the vaccine rollout under Trump, and I think Republicans are contrarian by nature. We are are built in, in from my from my very fabric up to question authority and to question big government. And when big government is saying, you have to do X, Y, and Z, we're going to question it. I'm going to question it. And I think that there has been a real, real misstep with messaging from people like Dr. Fauci, which I know I'm going to get eviscerated for saying this. I don't 100% trust him, and I, I don't think that he is a, a, a unbiased actor in any of this, and he is a government official, as Sarah pointed out. I'm one of those people that feel that way about him. There have been many, many opportunities to write. You know, that is... Um they're not wrong. And, and notice um, there are people that right now, folks, I'm, I'm aware of that are hesitant to get the vaccine. And I'm going to repeat what I've I've said all along. If you're listening right now and you're, for whatever reason, hesitant to get the vaccine, um, this is far more effective than a flu shot. And what you need to know is that no one. That has received the vaccine, no one has died. No one has died from COVID who received the vaccine. That's what you need to know. So there are people that did come in contact with someone with COVID, but they had the vaccine, so they didn't die. Maybe they got a little sick, but they didn't get as sick as much as they could have. So if you're hesitant, just know that. Just know that the number of COVID deaths are way down because people, right now, the larger problem to me is the fact that people just can't get the vaccine. And they're realizing now all this stuff about if there's someone listening right now at 144 on this Tuesday and you don't know. Nope, I'm not getting it. It's your decision to make. I recognize, and I've said it before, I'm not going to convince anyone. Everyone has to make their own decision on this. But just know that that there's no one has died from COVID that received the vaccine. So if you pass on the vaccine and then you get COVID, uh, your choice your choice. There's something out there. There's something out there that people are getting and a lot of people have gotten it 
and they're going out and they're healthy and they're not coming down with COVID. Now, folks, speaking of staying healthy, I want to remind you about It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Now, look at this nice, sunny Tuesday. Why not swing over and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, where you could pick up a nice, they have, she has vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies. Now, it's in the White Church, 1099, old White Church, I should say, Menden Road, right across from Davenport Restaurant. It's My Health, local products like the incredible acai berry or local honey or local maple syrup or local beef fresh gum. Over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus bark herbs and teas, hemp and CBD products. It's my health because it's your health. Stop in. Some of you listening right now, you're buying this stuff online. Shop local. Support a local business that has it. Marie's terrific. It's my health because it's your health. She also has, excuse me, children's vitamins. It's my health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Well, folks, good afternoon. Uh, It's 146. So that, the biggest problem right now, if you're just tuning in, um, I understand your frustration because this morning there were people trying to get an appointment for a vaccine and they go like that. And there is an update with this. Vaccination leaders say Rhode Island may not meet Biden's goal with current supply rate. I mean, that without question, what, whatever, whatever they're doing right now, the state is either not getting enough vaccines, but those overseeing the system, if things keep going at the current rate, Rhode Island will not meet the goal, all adults by May. They're saying they need more vaccine. And the vaccine, now they're you know trying to get it from the federal government. Rhode Island's vaccine timeline isn't speeding up anytime soon if supply stays stagnant. So this business about shots in the arms and we got to get teachers first and about 15,000 first Pfizer doses, 11,000 first Moderna doses are coming in weekly right now. But the state has only received a little more than 10,000 Johnson & Johnson doses in all. Now, I've heard from someone who his spouse um, got very, very ill, very sick for one day when she got the Moderna second dose. A friend of mine got the Pfizer vaccine. He had no problem. Someone else I know got the Johnson and Johnson. In twelve hours after getting it, they were exhausted, and they needed to lay down and then slept for like thirteen hours. So, <clears throat> but the point is, then they were fine. Then they were fine. So the numbers right now: seven additional deaths, two hundred sixty-three new cases. Um. But it is still, it is not your imagination as far as on Monday, the state administered 9,900 tests and found a positivity rate of 2.4% as far as the test now. Uh, Of those hospitals, 18 are in the ICU, 16 are using ventilators. As of Tuesday, Rhode Island reports 274,000 first doses of COVID have been administered. The state says 118,000 people have been fully vaccinated, but we still, they have a long way to go. So folks, they are not on track. And I think there should be a different strategy. I think they opened it up too fast. This business of uh, 16 on with the underlying, um, if you have an underlying health condition, you still have a number I'm also seeing first case of the Brazilian variant was found in Massachusetts. But apparently these vaccines, folks, they are very strong against these 
variants. Now, another thing that we talked about earlier in the show is what Donna Perry brought up, and that is CDC looking whether seat students closer together in schools. This is still a, a problem within the schools as far as how close together you can seat someone. Now, if you haven't read it yet, and again, good afternoon, right now at 149, it's John DePietro on AM 1380. Maybe you're in the car and you're flipping around and you've stumbled on AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. It's the John DePietro Show. We taste. We start at 11. We go till 2. Uh, you can go to the website, DePietro.com. And I have the story on this guy, Ed Catunio. And I want to give credit to the Providence Journal broke the story. This Someone needs to speak out about this. This guy has been known as the mail ballot king. This, this uh, Ed Catunio has received hundreds of thousands of dollars from different campaigns collecting mail ballots for them. And you say, oh, okay, well, he's a little shaky. He was on the stand during the Brit trial, money laundering trial last fall. But I give credit to the Providence Journal, Kathy Gregg, and I have a link there to her story. It turns out that allegedly in 2004... This guy, Ed Catunio, the mail ballot king, was deemed totally disabled. And since 2004, the city of Providence has been paying him $2,300 a month. He's collected $400,000. And here's how pathetic this gets. Mayor Alorza hired him for his campaign. Mayor Alor- This guy was working on Alorza's campaign, and supposedly he was unaware that the city was paying him 2300 a month. You know why the city of Providence was paying this mail ballot king, Ed Catunio, 2300 a month? Because supposedly he's totally disabled. He's only able to walk around the house. He does no housework or yard work. He sometimes makes himself breakfast. He can ride the bus, but he can't follow uh, different tasks. He has trouble with his memory, can't hear. Supposedly, from 2004, and as a result of that, the city of Providence has been paying this guy 23 tax-free disability, 2300 a month. So let's just be really clear. Alorza has this guy working on his campaign collecting mail ballots at the same time the city of Providence is paying him 2300 a month. On an accidental disability pension. And what does the city spokesman say? Well, you know, Mayor Lorza was not aware that he'd been previously employed by the city that he was getting this accidental disability pension. Oh, my God, folks. The corruption is just unending. Absolutely unending. That's atrocious. That's really taking advantage. Really taking advantage at this point. So, and that should be stopped. Um... I'm also saying, you know, how about the cover of the New York Post? Shock and paw. Accuser Cuomo preoccupied with his hand size. Do I even want to read this story? I'll tell you, the New York Post has been really uh, covering the Cuomo story very well. Says uh, Governor Cuomo's a preoccupation with his hand size. Former aide Governor Cuomo told investigators his alleged preoccupation with hand size and what it supposedly meant. Charlotte Bennett, who's accused Cuomo sexual harassment, spoke with lawyers more than four hours on Monday. 25 years old, turned over 120, 120 pages of con, uh, contemporaneous records, as well as other examples of evidence against the 63-year-old governor. 
new piece of information that came to light was Como's preoccupation with his hand size and what the large size of his hands indicate to Charlotte and other members of the staff. Uh, I, I mean, listen, he's the governor. He wants to remain the governor. Um, the big winner here is the New York Post. <laughs> but uh, another accuser said Cuomo was physically aroused when he hugged her. Michelle Obama takes veiled swipe at Meghan's Oprah interview. Racism, no surprise. Why is she even speaking out? I thought she retired. Public service is not about us. It's about the people we serve. Michelle Obama takes thinly veiled swipe at Meghan's Oprah interview. Uh, but adds she was not surprised by the claims of the royal family racism. You had people that were convinced Michelle Obama was going to run for president. She's not. Why? She doesn't need to. They're making a fortune of Netflix and these other book deals, and she's on tour. Being president's hard. Being president is a lot of unless you're Biden. Being president is, um, you know, listen, uh, as President Trump found, it's a Sunday night, and you think you're having the day off, and then a tornado hits Oklahoma, and you're going to get off the golf course and answer questions about it, or hurricanes are hitting Florida, and you're going to deal with it, or an American is kidnapped overseas, or, uh, you know, North Korea fires off a missile, and it is... President is 24-7, without question. So it is, um, she doesn't need that. She has money. She has a platform. She's treated as royalty. She flies around the world. She goes on vacation. Michelle Obama does whatever she wants. And, you know, it's the same thing. Folks, and again, good afternoon. It's 155. It's John DePietro. On AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program is watched by J. Kale Engineering. Now listen, <clears throat> it's still cold. Uh, but with JKL, if your heating system is not working properly, maybe you've decided you'd like to explore central air. That's a game changer for your life, for your home. Call J. Kale Engineering today at 401-351-7600 with JKL. Now, they're going to keep you nice and warm in the wintertime. They'll keep you nice and cool in the summertime. J.K.L. Engineering, they are licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. So if you're listening in Bellingham, Franklin, or Attleboro, why not go with the best? 54 years in business. J.K.L. Engineering. Call them right now. Estimates are free. Financing is available. 401-351-7600. 351-7600 for J.K.L. Engineering and ask them, ask them about Central Air for your home, J.K.L. Engineering. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Now, remember, you can always visit the website, DePietro.com. If you want to get in touch with me, if you want to advertise on the program, if you want to support the program, it all begins and ends. At DePetro.com. No eyes. D-E-P-E-T-E-R-O.com. The official website of you-know-who, of me. Uh, but let me also just say, you know, I saw someone posting that, um, well, there's several theories. I mean, you have some people that don't think Biden's really running the country. But let me just address those that feel that at any day he's about to step down and let Kamala Harris run the country and blah, blah, blah. Folks, this is about power. This is about who has the power, who doesn't have the power. Right now, Biden 
that administration is being run by its chief of staff, Ron Klain, by First Lady Jill Biden. He has a Rhode Islander, went to LaSalle Academy, Tom Donlan. He has an inner circle of people, Jen Psaki and others. President Biden has people that have been with him. Some when he was in the Senate and then others when he was vice president for eight years. They're in charge. They're running things. Why would they give that up? They're not going to. The moment for the people that are listening, he's going to hand everything over to Kamala. No, he's not. No, he's not. I was telling someone. No. What? It's March. You know when Biden's going to be president? In April. You know when he's going to be president? In May. And then in June. He's going to be president a year from now. I'm not saying you're going to see him all the time. I'm not saying, I don't think he is going to do a full press conference. I don't think he's able to. Now, that doesn't mean, by the way, he's senile or has dementia. Be very clear about that, has Alzheimer's. I just think he's older. I think he's a little, you know, frail. But right now, the moment they hand the power over to Kamala Harris, they are out. They're gone. No way. She brings in her team. Why? Why would you do that? Tom Donlan, Joe Biden, Ron Klain are running the country. I didn't say I support it. But the idea that they're just going to hand the keys over to Kamala Harris, why would they do that? You wouldn't, you wouldn't do that. He's not going anywhere. He is going to do an interview with ABC. There are calls that he needs to do a full press briefing. I don't think he's going to do it. I don't. Now, there is a briefing this afternoon about Cranston and Providence with those ATVs. I plan to be at it. You can find me on my Facebook page. Folks, it's John DePietro. Listen, enjoy this Tuesday. We're back tomorrow at 11. Stay tuned for the John Dion program after the 2 o'clock news. Enjoy your Tuesday. And now stay tuned for the 2 o'clock. WNRI Winsocket. WNRI.